Episode 62 Genesis 21 verses 1 and 2 Shadows of the Lord's Sovereign Care The Lord cared for Sarah as he had said. He did for her what he had promised. The word translated as cared here is pahad and can mean to visit graciously. The Lord visits his people in the Old Testament. There is a word used that we translate as visit or visited. It often indicates divine intervention on behalf of God's people or for the fulfillment of his plan. Depending on the context, it can mean a host of other things as well, such as someone being an overseer. But even that hints at a watchful eye and careful attention. God has carefully watched over Abraham and Sarah, and he has carefully attended to them thus far. Genesis 18 contains this short account and helps explain why Sarah is addressed. Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, I am too old to have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? No, I will return to you at the right time a year from now, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did laugh. Despite her doubt, the Lord fulfilled his word exactly as he promised. Let us each remember that God's word is written, it is sealed with his stamp of authenticity, and therefore we have every reason to believe it without any hint of doubt. As you wind through the Bible, you'll see God often reminding us of a promise fulfilled or a petition granted. While in Egypt, when Joseph was 110 years old and on his deathbed, he called his brothers together and said to them, Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will take care of you. He will lead you out of this land. He will lead you to the land he promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then Joseph had the sons of Israel make a promise. He said, Promise me that you will carry my bones with you out of Egypt. Genesis 50 verses 24 and 25. About 200 years later, Moses received his commission from the Lord and came to the people of Israel who were by then reduced to forced labor and hard bondage and showed them the signs the Lord gave him to prove he was chosen to lead them out of the land. In fulfillment of Joseph's prophecy, the Bible records, So the Israelites believed. They heard that the Lord was concerned about them and had seen their troubles. Then they bowed down and worshipped him. Exodus 4.31 God visited his people in fulfilment of the promise spoken through Joseph. And many hundreds of years later, in a time of similar hardship and trial, we read another petition in the 106th Psalm about the joy of forgiveness of Israel's sins. Lord, remember me when you are kind to your people. Help me when you save them. First of all. After the people had been brought out of captivity in Egypt and through the water of the Red Sea, they had forgotten the mighty deeds of the Lord. Eventually, they went into captivity again. But there the psalmist cried out to the Lord for him to visit. Oh, visit me with your salvation. 
Yes, Lord, visit me with your salvation. And the word for salvation, Yeshua, the name of our Lord Jesus. And once again, in fulfillment of that petition by the psalmist, we read where this was finally realized in the New Testament. At the end of Luke chapter 1, from verse 67, it says, Then Zechariah, John's father, was filled with the Holy Spirit. He told the people what would happen. Let us thank the Lord, the God of Israel. God has come to help his people and has given them freedom. God has given us a powerful saviour from the family of God's servant, David. God said that he would do this. He said it through his holy prophets who lived long ago. God will save us from our enemies and from the power of all those who hate us. God said he would give mercy to our ancestors and he remembered his holy promise. God promised Abraham, our father, that he would free us from the power of our enemies so that we could serve him without fear. We will be righteous and holy before God as long as we live. Now you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High God. You will go first before the Lord to prepare the people for his coming. You will make his people know that they will be saved. They will be saved by having their sins forgiven. With the loving mercy of our God, a new day from heaven will shine upon us. God will help those who live in darkness, in the fear of death. He will guide us into the path that goes toward peace. It's important to tie these things together like this. You see, God isn't doing some arbitrary things at one time or another, but he is giving his word and then fulfilling it. As he does, he gives us pictures upon pictures, neatly stacked up of things to come. Isaac is one of those pictures. In the entire Old Testament, few were conceived and brought into the land of the living like Isaac was. In this then, he is a picture of Christ, the holy seed of the woman promised all the way back in Genesis 3. Just as Isaac was promised before he was born and then was long anticipated, so was Jesus. But before Isaac came, Ishmael did, and Abraham thought he was the son of promise. In the same way, before Jesus was born, came the law. The people thought that was God's plan of redemption, but Ishmael was replaced by Isaac, and the law was replaced by grace through Jesus. At the set time, just as God promised to return and give a son through Sarah, he also promised to return and give his son through the woman, a redeemer for all who would believe. Paul tells us that when the right time came, God sent his son. His son was born of a woman and lived under the law. God did this so that he could buy freedom for those who were under the law. His purpose was to make us his children. Galatians 4 verses 4 and 5. God promised salvation and it came at the right time and in the perfect way. Isaac means laughter 
and he brought laughter to his parents. How much more did the Son of God bring laughter to the world? Laughter mixed with unending joy. As Matthew Henry says, when the sun of comfort is risen upon the soul, it is good to remember how welcome the dawning of the day was. What was seemingly impossible to Sarah, what seemed like an impossible hope to the Israelites in Egypt, and what came as a cry for mercy from affliction by the psalmist, God has always been attentive to his promises, even in things which seem impossible. He always delivers. Back in chapter 17, God finally revealed to Abraham that he would have a son through Sarah. Up until that point, his only son was Ishmael, the son of Hagar. It was during this time that God changed Sarah's name from Sarai to Sarah and showed that she was to be the mother of the child of promise. When he made the promise, he spoke these words to Abraham. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this set time next year. Genesis 17 verse 21. Now as we continue in Genesis 21 verse 2, Sarah became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. Everything happened at the time God had said it would. Using the exact term from chapter 17, the set time, we are reminded again of the faithfulness of God. The promise, Sarah shall bear to you at this set time next year. The fulfillment, Sarah conceived and bore at the set time God had spoken. Great God, wonderful Lord. In this verse it says that she bore Abraham a son in his old age. This has the flavour of something like for his old age. In other words, the old age of Abraham isn't a limiting factor that had to be overcome, like it was for Sarah. Instead, it is an affirmation that his old age will be filled with this child, rather than his old age being the difficult days, which Ecclesiastes described will happen to most of us. It will be for him a time of laughing and rejoicing over the son of his old age. As the days go by, each of us is getting older as well. The pains start coming, the joints begin to ache, and we anticipate difficult times ahead. But in the Lord, even the worst times are really better than the best apart from him. It is because we have the sure hope that this life and its hard walk is only temporary. I simply cannot wait for the coming day when Christ returns to make all things new. A new body, a new direction, an eternity of joy. All of these things are coming, and right now, by faith, we wait for them. Stand fast in these promises, and be assured that all things will be far more wonderful than you can possibly imagine. God is faithful to keep his promises, and he is abundantly pleased in those who have faith in them and rely on them in their daily walk. In fact, it's the only thing that we can truly offer him, faith. If we love him, praise him, or worship him for who he is, it is because we have faith that he exists and that he has revealed himself to us. When speaking of God, praise without faith 
isn't praise. Worship without faith isn't worship. Everything about our relationship with God ultimately comes down to faith. It is based on faith, proper faith. Every story and every detail within each story is a wonderful testament to the faithful dealings of God with man and a picture of the coming Christ. When we feel like life is overwhelming us and things are spinning out of control, all we need to do is pick up the Bible and read and we can see God's hand of care and protection for us all throughout its pages. By faith in Christ Jesus, we are brought near to God and we are adopted as his children. What great love has the Father lavished upon us that we might be called children of God. Hallelujah and Amen.